Hi, and welcome to Home Hacks, a podcast for people who love organising their homes. Each week, we'll be sharing our best shortcuts, tips, tricks, and hacks to help you manage your home and create spaces that you feel relaxed in. I'm Rachel. And I'm Carly. And we're the founders of Mums Who, which is an online community of people who love finding easy ways to improve and manage their homes. Every week on Home Hacks, we're going to share our favourite ideas to keep your home running smoothly. Today we're going to talk about something that's been on everyone's minds. It's a bit more usual this year, and that's making your groceries last. It definitely is on everyone's minds, I think. 100%. Like with the cost of groceries going up and trying to stick to a budget, it's become so much harder. So I think everybody's definitely trying to make their groceries last longer and make more budget-friendly meals. Absolutely. You know, I think groceries is just one of those sort of like easy, um, in, you know, quotation marks, things that you can change in your budget. You know, a lot of things are fixed. You know, your mortgage is generally fixed. Your rent's generally fixed. They're just expenses you can't do anything about. But groceries, you have a little bit more control over. Yep, definitely. Still got to eat, obviously. But, um, you know, you can make changes to save. Even just a few dollars here and there can make a, a difference. Um, to your overall budget or savings or whatever it is that um, your struggle is at the moment. It definitely can. Like like I said, so many things are fixed and like, you know, it, it might be a mortgage, it might be you know, even just fuel, like getting yes, to and from yep. work. Like you need to go to those places so you can't really do much yeah, about you've that. you got to do it. Yeah. Um, and unless you want to cut out, you know, some things that, you know, kids' activities or luxuries mm. or whatever, groceries is something that you can reduce a bit just with a little bit of thought and extra planning. Absolutely. And it doesn't always mean just having to not buy the delicious or healthy things that you enjoy. You know, whatever your thing is, you don't necessarily have to drop it. And we've got some great tips here. It definitely doesn't mean what it used to, I think, where everyone's like, okay, we're going to have sandwiches and noodles this week and that's how we're going to save money. It doesn't have to mean that. There's so many things that you can do now and so many ways that you can make a meal last longer by adding extra things in or, um, you know, just... Just treating your produce differently. Yeah. yeah. And thinking ahead, exactly, 100%. So let's get into the tips. So the first thing you need to do, step one, would be to plan your shops. And I think, like, this is something I've been doing my entire adult life, is planning out what we're going to eat each week and what food we do have and what we don't have and making sure that, you know, we're buying enough food but not spending too much and also not making bonus trips to the supermarket. I think that's one of the main places where a lot of money goes is when you think to yourself, like, I'll just go to the grocery shop or the supermarket, wherever it is you're going to get it, and you think, I'm just going to go there and grab a couple of things tonight and I'll go and grab a couple of things tomorrow or whatever. You always end up, even if you don't mean to, chucking something extra in. Absolutely. And it adds up. It really does add up very, very quickly. 100%. It really, really, really does add up. Um, So, I mean, you know, that's the first step is being organised. Definitely. Like thinking about, you know, you don't have to be over the top. Like I'm quite over the top in my meal planning, writing down. Really? You know, You're over the top? I don't know. Over the top See, that seems out but, of character. You know, I like to know what my family is going to eat and I have a list of all mm-hmm. of the meals that we will eat and all of the ingredients in them so I can just pick and choose what we're going to have. And that's really helpful for when you're trying to save money because you can look at the mm. things that you're having and you might go like, you know, I'm not going to have this meal this week because it's got, you know, more expensive cuts of meat in it or um, you know, or I can make this and I can use that for over two different meals. Like mm-hmm. I often do that um, with bolognese. Like I might make a bolognese and have that one night and then I alter it slightly, like using the same base of sauce, I'll make a lasagna and freeze it. Yeah, perfect. And that really does save a lot. It, it saves money, but it also saves time. Yeah, absolutely. Meal planning is also something I've always done. Um, even like as a kid, I've wanted to do it and I tried to do it. And, you know, my mum was a good cook, so that, you know, 
helped and made she you know she made me part of that process a bit and stuff but yeah I've, I've definitely always enjoyed it so that I think enjoying it helps but yes. if you don't enjoy it you know you, you you can sort of make it work for you um and do it you know sort of quickly if you're if you're not enjoying it I think that's why I have my over-the-top system yeah. I don't actually enjoy yes. it like I don't really like it so I want everything I just want to go through it once and deal with it and then I can just move things around each yeah. week and it I don't have to really think about mm. it again. I've just got to change the meals. I don't have to think about what goes into it or how much it's going to cost or what the ingredients are that I need that, for every um, single meal. That rotating meal plan you had, yeah, you know, a while back that you used for like many, many years. That was like, I don't know, like some kind of masterpiece. I, I feel like you should like give that folder to like a museum to <laughs> pass it down through the generations. <laughs> exactly. That's like wisdom that needs to be imparted. <laughs> And I, I still do it now. Like even though, you know, I've been getting some every plate boxes to make things easier and things like that, I do still use that that system. Like well, yes. I might not use the same meals and stuff. I still have those recipes and that plan and yeah. I still do pick and And I guess the snack portion, make. you know, would be pretty much the same yeah, too. Is, like, yeah. you know, the non-dinner meals yeah, um, part definitely. of it would be the same. Also think about what food is in season. Like obviously mm. buying fresh food that is in season is going to be cheaper than buying you know, something that is not in season and also it's going to be better quality so it's going to last longer mm. as well. Yeah. Um, also, just in keeping in mind with that as well, you know, some things go bad before others. You know, you might buy, yes. you know, for example, beans don't seem to last no, extremely long. So definitely. if you're going to use something like that in your meal plan, make sure that you're doing the meals that are going to use that ingredient early, like all near each other or earlier in the yep. week so that you're not wasting anything and For nothing's sure. going to spoil before you get a chance to use it. Yeah. We've got lots of other tips on, you know, groceries, meal planning, that sort of thing. We'll pop in the show notes which episodes talk about those. So if you wanted to sort of get a bigger picture on that topic specifically, you can listen to those episodes episodes. Step two is going to be using the right storage and organization for your groceries. So, so important. Um, it really is really important. Mm-hmm. Like, I know for like so many levels, like, like reasons, you know, it's, you know, it's not complicated, but there is, you know, yeah, there's lots to it as well at the same time. And sometimes like, I know a lot of people think that, you know, investing in containers for your fridge and stuff is really expensive or it's not really worth it. But honestly, it is. And it doesn't have to be the most expensive version of it. There's so many different things that you can use. But if you have the right containers and the right types of, you know, like silicon bags or whatever to store things in, Mm -hmm. your food is going to last longer. So why it might be a little bit of an outlay up front, it is going to save you money over time um, every week. So it's definitely worth looking into. A hundred percent. And, you know, you can look into secondhand options too. Um, You know, are your friends getting rid of stuff? Do you have a friend like Carly who perpetually changes systems and (laughs) chucks out containers constantly? No, she sells them. (laughs) Always looking for the ultimate system. Yes, she is. So um, if you need cheap containers, get a Carly and you'll be right. (laughs) I often put mine on Marketplace and that's a great way to find things. Like, you know, Facebook Marketplace has so many things at affordable prices. So have a look on there if you are struggling to get it. And you sell all your stuff real cheap too. So I'm always like, I wish I needed that because you're selling it too cheap <laughs> there's lots of choices on containers and we you know we, we have mentioned those to death as well so yep. again we'll pop in the show notes yep, um, pop back and which have episode a to other um, episodes. yeah definitely want to get our opinions on that especially Carly's because she's tried them all um so other, <laughs> it's true I have <laughs> other things you can do so some vegetables um like 
you know, celery, herbs and stuff like that. You can keep that in water to prolong life. So, you know, it's sort of if you're putting it in your fridge, like in a little, you know, one of those tiny little vases um, and just like the end of the stems in the water, that will really help to extend the life of those. I think especially herbs, herbs, herbs especially, especially because yeah. they tend to go limp like really quickly once they're picked pretty much. So that'll help. And, you know, it, it looks quite cute in the fridge when you've got a little vase of, of delicious looking herbs. It does. It does make the fridge look a bit nicer. Yeah, so when it's, you open it's a little it, it's bit like, fancy. Oh, yeah, it's a, it's fancy. probably like I'm not like real insta, insta worthy um, in most parts of the house, but um, I think if you want to have an Instagram worthy fridge, you need a vase of herbs. <laughs> hey, mine, mine does well on Instagram and it does not have any herbs in it. Mainly because, like, I if I had them in a vase in there, I would knock it over. Like, I'm so clumsy, I would like I'd be cleaning my fridge constantly yeah. because I have to clean up the so herbs, the use herb water. so ba- if you are clumsy like Carly, use a square one and you put some like double sided tape Velcro <laughs> stuff on the side of the fridge to keep it in place. <laughs> <laughs> and write like, don't knock this over on it or something. <laughs> Chalk pen will work wonderful for that. <laughs> also, like you know, when you buy your vegetables and things like that. Like they obviously come wrapped in plastic or in bags. Think about how you're going to store them too because, you know, if you just leave them as as you've brought them, Mm. they usually do tend to go bad much quicker. Mm. But you also can't just take them out and chuck them in the fridge or in the crisper either because they go limp limp as well. So, you know, it's... It's not complicated, but you do need to do it in the right way if you want your fruit and veggies to last. Yeah, you definitely do. I, sometimes I get lazy and I'll just chuck stuff in the crisper and then like two days later I look at them like I really should not have done that. <laughs> it's like floppy carrots and whatever. <laughs> I think also sort of relating to that though, you've got to make sure your fridge is at the right temp. Yes, if your fridge yeah. isn't at the right temperature as well, that's going to happen a lot quicker. It also does just depend on your veggies too. If they're crap veggies when you buy them, then, you know, there's not much hope for you. So, yes, true, um, yeah. you know, there's lots of different factors. Keep them all in mind. It's 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 fairly sort of common sense though I think um for the most part with a you know a few little tips like you know lettuce wrapped in foil lasts longer for example yes you know um than just chucked in in any old container so also if you don't if you want to make sure you're not wasting food chopping it up in advance and storing it by meal type or even just you know by the produce that it is also helps Mm. as well so Mm -hmm. Just washing some produce can make Definitely it last longer. washing it, yeah. Like strawberries um, especially. yeah. Uh, or, you know, any berries. Strawberries is what I buy. But washing those makes them last beautifully for an entire week rather than them being a little bit iffy at the end of the week. And with your other produce as well, like I personally don't like to store any produce without washing it. I just, mm-hmm. I can't do that. But if you dry it properly, like lots of people say, like if you wash it, you, it's going to, you know, go, it's going to spoil quicker. Yeah. It's going to be, it's not true. If you make sure you wash it and you dry it, it yeah. properly. If it's completely you dry, away, you won't it makes no difference. Yeah, 100%. It's that, that people aren't waiting that time or they're not letting it dry properly and then you're putting it in a container. Obviously, if you put a wet yeah. bro- wet broccoli, for example, in a container, that creates condensation. Mm. It creates an environment where the broccoli just wants to die. Yeah. So <laughs> don't put it in there. <laughs> You know, and speaking of, you know, environments where the fruit and veg want to die, um, storing your fruit properly is important. So, like, I mean, most people would have some sort of fruit bowl or whatever on their bench, and that's great. It works beautifully. But some fruits and vegetables, when they're put together, will make each other go off quicker. So there's a whole science to it. I won't get into it, but, you know, different fruits release different, like, gases or whatever. So things like, you know, 
bananas will make avocados ripen quickly, for example, which is great if you've got a hard avocado that you want to have tomorrow, put it next to a banana. But if you're storing them together just normally, your avos are going to go off a lot quicker. And we all know that there's about, about a three-second sort of um, period where they're perfect. So um, similarly, some things don't like sunlight, for example. So like potatoes. Like me. <laughs> potatoes, onions, garlic. You don't want them on your bench. You want to put them, you know, in a box or whatever in your pantry just because the sun makes them go bad very quickly. And there's lots of charts and stuff online that will tell you what to store with different things. We could probably find one to link in the show notes, I think. So that might be um, something cool to show you if you're not familiar. Also think about foods that go really, really quickly in your house. Like everybody loves them. Everybody wants to eat them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after a couple of days, you're thinking maybe I need to buy more of those. Mm. Uh, if Chocolate, like for chocolate, example. Or I find strawberries. strawberries yeah, they're quick like, in our house you know, too. Strawberries, for example, well, chocolate is the same too, but you shouldn't be eating that much of that every day anyway like it should just be like you know a little sample a little taste here and there so portion it out like if you've got the room and you've got containers and stuff portion it out for meals so that you know when the kids say i'd like some strawberries for a snack they're not going and grabbing like the punnet out or grabbing a big tub full of all of them they can just grab a little container that has an appropriate amount to eat in in one serving yeah 100 percent. my one of my sons just absolutely loves strawberries so you know i was still buying just one a week when they were seven dollars because he loves them he eats them whatever right but I was like so stingy, like I'd make, like I wouldn't let him just go and eat them because he'd waste too much of the top of the strawberry. So I'd a hundred percent make sure I'm like cutting like just the tiniest sliver <laughs> off the top and then like cutting them up for him and like only giving him half a pun at a time. Like that's a three dollar fifty snack right there. I could feed our family for that. <laughs> I'm actually really, really stingy with. Maltesers. Abby, I am not. I'll eat them all. <laughs> I love them, but my daughter, Abby, our oldest, is just obsessed with them and she would eat an entire packet in one sitting if I left letter. So I taught her my horrible <laughs> trick of eating, like putting Maltesers in your popcorn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like I'll make like a bag of popcorn and that like, you know, everybody has a snack of that and yeah. popcorn is like really quite good for you. Yeah, really. it's cheap it's, too. It's cheap dollar for like a kilo of corn yeah, kernels. It's cheap and it's, you know, really quite healthy if you don't smear it with heaps and heaps of butter or like us mix Maltesers through it. Um, but, you know, like That's I'll put, a really good tip. I'll put like five or six Maltesers in it and she thinks she's getting like the best treat ever and it stops her from eating an entire bag of Maltesers. I love that. I Look, I, like I've heard of like Maltesers with popcorn. Like that's a thing. I know that. But I don't think I've ever, like I've never heard that as a tip for reducing um, chocolate too. intake or the cost of chocolate or whatever it is because I'm sort of the type that, We'll just, you know, those buckets of Maltesers. <laughs> <laughs> Buy the bucket and shove it in your face. It's <laughs> only $10. <laughs> I touched on this a little bit earlier, but make sure that you're using your veggies and your fruit in the order of things that will go bad quickest mm. because, you know, you don't want anything to spoil because that's just throwing money away. Basically. 100%. Yeah. Um, and it's also the same with, like, it doesn't have to be with just with your fruit and veggies as well. Also think about your other things that are in your fridge. For example, you know, my kids like those I call them yogurt squishies, but those pouch things yep. of yogurt. Um, I always, when I do my shop, make sure that I put the new ones at the back and the yep. older ones at the front because, you know, obviously when you buy 100%. the new ones, they're going to go off later. The same with any sauces or condiments, yep. anything like that that, you know, you might have in a little packet or anything like that that mm. you're going to forget about. Just check what's yep. in the back of your fridge and move it forward. Sometimes you have something left over like, you know, I know I do this sometimes when – I have planned to make all of the meals at home that week and then for some reason we've gone out or we've gone somewhere and you've got something left over from that meal, 
try and move it over into the next week. Mm. Do it early in the next week so that you're not wasting anything. Try to still use that. Life happens. You know, it's normal. Just come up with a plan to sort of get around it when it happens. Don't, you know, don't beat yourself up. Yeah, don't stress about it, but still try to use that stuff. And I think that's sort of a good thing. You should sort of look in your fridge before you shop and be like wow I've got a whole bag of spinach and I didn't open that so why don't I make a spinach dish on Monday or whatever the first day of your week is to use it up and I mean I do that myself and I sort of you know do the stocking system where I pull the old out put the new in and then put the old in front and that works you know across the board with anything really but um, I also have like a leftovers shelf in my fridge Carly doesn't eat leftovers she's grossed out by them but (laughs) Oh, we eat leftovers because we are normal some people. Things, some things I'll eat leftovers. I, I, I cook what we'll eat so I yeah. don't end up with a lot of leftovers. Which is I a great tip for not wasting food, to be honest. And I generally don't really enjoy the taste of leftovers, yeah. like reheated the next weird, day. Yeah. I, get um, I get it. Depending upon what it is, though, some things do taste better. Lasagna tastes better the next it day. It does, yes, definitely. Some <laughs> things do taste So, like, I will have leftovers of things like that because it does taste better the next day. But most of the things that I make are not things that you would want to reheat. When I make Mongolian beef, I always make sure there's a serve left over for me for breakfast the next day because I freaking love it for breakfast. I did that with that amazing stir fry that I made the yes. other week. So I I went to the fridge and I just chucked all of the leftover food that we had that was suitable yes. into this stir fry and I made the most amazing stir fry I've ever eaten in my life and <laughs> I don't know what I did and I don't know how I made it and I'll never be able to repeat it, but at least I got to have it for dinner and lunch because... <laughs> Oh, I'll never be able to repeat it. I did attempt to do it again like two nights ago and it was just, I was so disappointed. I almost <laughs> cried. So my leftovers shelf just has obviously leftovers, but I also use it as a catch-all for stuff that needs to be used. So if something's looking a bit, you know, soft or, um, you know, or it's a little bit manky, you know, I'll like just... used first section. Yeah, just pop it on that shelf as like a visual reminder every time I, you know, every 15 seconds I open the fridge to get something to eat. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's just there as a visual reminder. I know I need to use that, otherwise it's going to go bad. Um, sour cream is something I always have on that shelf because once I open it, you know, you've got, got to use it in a few days and um, I don't know, that grosses me out a little bit. So I make sure once it's open, regardless, it's on that shelf, yep. um, even though I, I logically know it's not going off that quickly it's just there as a visual reminder to make wedges and eat the rest of it (laughs) because i'm the weird one (laughs) let's jump on to step three which is freeze it and this is such a good tip if something is looking a bit dodgy or if you've got a lot of something like i do this quite often with garlic i end up with too much garlic and i'm not going to use it all in that Mm. week so you know peel it and freeze it like there's so many things that you can prep and freeze and not have to cook it first. This is so, a really good tip too is, you know, when you can get, so I think Woolworths is probably better than Coles for this, but they'll always have like a pack of something. So like an avocado might be $2, but a yes. pack of five avocados is like $5. Yep. So like, well, I'll buy the five pack of avocados and you can actually freeze avocado. There's a few different ways you can freeze it. So, um, you know, that's something you can do. So it's not necessarily making things last longer, but it's definitely going to shave money off your bills or you know, capsicum is a really good one that can be so expensive, especially red capsicum. But when it's cheap, you can buy it. You literally just chop it and freeze it. You just freeze it in a big bag and it won't clump together. You can just shake out what you need to use. Um, and it's perfect in, you know, um, like I just tip it into like, you know, 
stroganoff, which makes it not a stroganoff. But, you know, like I tip vegetables into it. So, yep. um, you know, you, you whiz it up and it's perfect. Even things that come in bags like spinach or bean shoots. Yep. Like, you know, mm. bean shoots, I don't know why, but they come in like this massive bag. It's yep. not really that massive, but there's so many in there. And I'm going to use it like, you know, once a week if I'm or for one meal, like a, yep. a stir fry. Yeah. And I do not need that entire bag. So what are you going to do with it? I just put it in the freezer and then I just does pull it, it out. I've never frozen those. It does, yep. Really? Like, I don't think that you would want to freeze it and then like, you know, let it thaw and go, yeah. I'm going to eat one. But if yeah. you freeze it and chuck it straight into the fry pan, it, it comes <laughs> out exactly the same as it was before i genuinely would have thought that they would be absolutely revolting no, after freezing and as long look, as you are going to cook it coming from you this is excellent advice because carly doesn't really like to freeze anything she's no, all disgusting so. yeah, i'm really fussy <laughs> about what i eat especially now that i can't eat as much i'm even more particular about Do you know what, what i'm just i want i know this isn't like strictly related but i want to chuck this tip in because i think it's helpful because you were just talking about like the stir fry and like you use a little bit and stuff I buy frozen vegetables for stir fry. I buy a bag of frozen vegetables because, it, like the sorry, the stir fry vegetables. I think the bird's eye ones are the best. They are good, yeah. I think I think it's like the Chinese mix or something. I get I get the one with like baby corn and water chestnuts because they are delicious. Um, but you get a whole range of vegetables in those, and you're not having to buy a whole broccoli, a whole packet of water chestnuts and a whole tin of baby corn, which really adds up. And I think these packs are, like, even not on special, are really reasonably priced, and that could really shave quite a few dollars off your bill, even if you have to buy two. Yes. Um, yep. You know, that could really shave dollars off, I think, um, and reduce your waste. It can, yeah, definitely. Especially, yeah. like, if you're in a situation where, you know, for me – when I plan that into my meal plan, I still use the fresh veggies because I plan that into yes. how much yep. I purchase so yep. I don't have leftover. Yep. But if you are actually buying things specifically for making a stir fry or something like that, those bags are so much better oh, than... I love them. I know, pretty much don't make a stir fry without one of those bags anymore. See, I use a lot of the same stuff. It's going to sound weird, but I use a lot of the same stuff in a stir fry as I do in a pasta sauce because like I, uh-huh. went, yeah, yeah, yeah. I for so yep. long didn't eat any meat, so I really yeah. bulk everything up with a lot of veggies because yep. even now I still pick... Even though I, I do eat meat now, I still pick the veg- pick around it and eat the veggies first because they're yeah. the thing that I like the most. Um, so, like, I bulk everything out with veggies. Mm-hmm. So I, I do use a lot of the same things in a stir fry. I don't put bean shoots in a pasta. God, but oh, I still, that's gross! Yeah, like, I think I, we've I, just discovered the world's worst like worst, combination. <laughs> I think so too. But you know that I, that's why I freeze the leftover of that. Follow us for more that. recipes. <laughs> Follow us for more gross ideas. Um, but that's why I freeze the rest of that because I only use that in yes. a stir fry. But yep. you know the beans and carrots yep. and things like that, I would still put in the other things. So um, if you are, you know, if, you, if you've if you got leftover fresh stuff, you can use that, yeah. but definitely the bags do save money. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Uh, we have like a ton of chatter and tips about freezing stuff and, and different freezer tips too. So make sure you're listening to the freezer episode. Um, it's a really important one. Um, we'll link that in the show notes as well so you can get all the best tips that we have. All right, so now we're going to jump into step four, which is using apps, websites, and any other service that you think mm. might help you with saving some money here. So, you know, I know a lot of people think things like, um, I'm just going to jump straight into the meal boxes because I yep. love them. They mm-hmm. think that, you know, like if you get HelloFresh or Dinnerly or every plate or something like that, you are spending a lot more money. Mm. But Rachel's actually done some really great posts in our groups about this, showing how much it costs to make the same meals, buying it from Coles or Woolworths and getting like an every plate yep. box. And it's really not that much of a price difference. And, it and it's also- sometimes 
it, it goes either way too. Sometimes it's a little bit less and sometimes it's a little bit more. But I just want to preface that with saying, I'm not saying it's the cheapest way to eat. Yeah, it's just, just the, those. to replicate that, there's not much point. So if that's something you want to do is replicate it, you're probably not saving much money unless you're making changes to the recipes. Yeah, but if you are looking at something like this, it's a you know it's not that much yeah. more expensive or it can be cheaper, like Rachel said, but it's a great way to go if you are struggling to cook, mm-hmm. if you are you know thinking to yourself, I want a meal plan, I want to be on a budget and you're starting that and then halfway through the week you're giving up and you're buying takeaway for the next four nights. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a great way to encourage you to cook and I think also because you've got the food there and it's set out and you know what exactly it is that you're going to waste if you don't eat you're more inclined to make it and eat it. I think there are genuine savings to be had for people who spend a lot on groceries. Some people are spending, you know, $600 a week. I've even seen up to $1,200 a week on groceries. And whilst that may seem totally outrageous to a lot of people, um, you know, it's normal to those people. So they, I genuinely think they could save a lot of money by using a service like that. It's a learnt thing. Like not everybody knows how to meal plan. Not yeah. everybody knows how to grocery shop. And, you know, we do this well because over time we have spent a lot of time mm-hmm. getting these systems in place and learning how to do this. And if you don't know how to do this, using a meal service box is a really great way to learn how to do it, to learn, mm. you know, what are some good recipes that you can make. Because they mm-hmm. give you the recipe cards and you can, yeah. unless it's got the herbs and spices in there, like come in their little packs that yeah. you can't replicate, yeah. you can get close to, but you can't quite replicate. Yeah. Everything else is on there. It tells you how much you need to use and everything. And mm. you can you can recreate most of those meals yourself. So I do that all the time. I've added so many meals that we've got from every plate into our normal rotation yep. of meals yep. because they're just delicious and you, it's easy to it's, remake. It's also very easy to forget that um, some people have circumstances that change as well. So someone might be spending $800 a week on their groceries and that is totally within their budget. And there's nothing wrong with that if you're, you know meeting all your financial goals and you're not, you know, in any trouble, spend whatever you want. It's your money. But your circumstances can change and you have to start reducing that cost. Like that happens and especially in sort of an environment, um, you know, a financial environment at the moment where interest rates are going up, people that previously didn't have to make any choices like this have to, you know. I've never had a lot of money and I don't, I think you're probably the same. So we've always had to monitor it and um, not everyone's like that. No, exactly. If you if you don't come from an environment where you have to have, like watch your money and be careful, yeah. it can be a really hard thing to learn. So yeah, exactly. Things like you know every plate and HelloFresh. Let it or, help you learn. Yeah, help yeah. you learn how to do it. it. Especially for like I find as well like you know if you just moved out of home for the first time yes, as well like yes, yes. you know it's a really great way to get into your own routine and yep. rhythm and learning how to do the grocery shopping. I'm shop and all quite a stuff. good cook. I've always enjoyed cooking. Um, and yeah, I consider myself pretty good, but um. I definitely learnt things like, you know, nothing like super, super um, amazing, but even just cutting vegetables a different, a different way, like you sort of get stuck in the way you do things. And I always cut, you know, carrots in a specific way, but now I cut them differently and I actually enjoy them a lot more. So <laughs> isn't that weird? And zucchini, yuck, disgusting, absolutely vile, but it comes with a lot of the every plate meals, which I get. And um, I discovered that if I cube them, I really enjoy it. <laughs> How weird am I? <laughs> Pulling a Carly over here. But yeah, Love it. I definitely think that they have a place um, for some people and they're not going to be for everybody. But um, I think 
yeah, if you've got a very high bill, want to learn to cook, really not sure how to start meal planning, I think they're an excellent resource. There's also things that you can do um, like using apps and websites mm. that have you know, functions on there where you can put in your ingredients, like what you have, and it will come up with recipes that are suitable for Super those ingredients. Super a good one um, for that. Yeah, and is it Yumly or something like that? Is something like that, something yeah. Like that. So you can do, you know, so many different things. Like, you know, you might look in your fridge and go, okay, I've got these three things and mm-hmm. I can't think of a single thing mm-hmm. to make with it. You put it into one of these apps and suddenly you've got like five things or ten things that you could yeah. possibly make with those ingredients, which is, you know, really, really helpful, especially if you're trying to save money and that's what you've got left at the time. Yeah can find like a really good meal that you might only need to buy one, you might not need to buy anything for, or you might just need to buy one or two things for and you can make. You can even just type those words into Google. Like, so say you had like pumpkin and leek and you weren't sure what to do. You could type in pumpkin leek recipe to Google and it would work. You can also just, um, you know, take a photo and post it in Mums Who Cook and Bake. Yep, someone and you'll have about 900 um, comments, um, you know, with different recipes or whatever that you can make. Well, that's it for today. Head to the show notes to see more information on any of the products we've spoken about in this episode. If you're enjoying the podcast, make sure you rate, review and subscribe. And if you know someone who'd enjoy the podcast, why not tell them about it? Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.